Hello, welcome to Jays from Home, and welcome back, Steve. Hello, it's good to be back after three weeks off. Now, uh, are you going to be able to hit the ground running here? You're not like like slumping as far as far as like getting your like swing back in order. Do we need to send you to the minors well, podcasting in order to get your 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 your, your game back in order? Well, as far as you know, being able to podcast, I'll be fine. I it's it's that time of year where I start to. Uh, you know, COVID's changed things a little bit, but around this time of year is when I'm, you know, in the swing of uh, playing softball three nights a week, and I start getting a little less uh, engaged with the Blue Jays, which kind of happened this week because I had two softball practices. Well, we can talk about that later, but uh, okay. I, I did watch some games this week. So Okay, well, be, be, before we get to the games, let's just remind everybody that on Twitter, we are, um, you can follow us at Jays from Home, and... Uh, Tell uh, everybody about the podcast. Everybody that you know, every conversation that you have, say, "Hey, I listened to this podcast of a J- Blue Jays baseball club <laughs> called Jays from Home." Um, you can tell people you don't know. Also, that that's yeah. also acceptable. Just maybe like 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 they do at the baseball games, bring a sign, bring like make your own sign, make it homemade, make it clever, or just say, "Listen to Jays from Home." Uh, <laughs> do. Make a lawn sign. I don't know. Anyways, um, to, we got we got lots of lots of baseball to talk about. Um, we've got a, a guest coming up. Scott uh, Crawford from the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame uh, joined us. Uh, we recorded it a little earlier in the day, but uh, we'll we'll drop that into the podcast uh, in a little bit. So so look forward to that. Uh, the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame is a pretty uh, cool uh, museum to visit and. I'm a big baseball nerd, and I'm I'm sure eventually you will be too, Steve. But any any even casual baseball fan probably wants to put the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame on their on their on their bucket list to visit. Yeah, I uh, well, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, I think that's some place I would probably visit first before Cooperstown because uh, mainly because it's easier to travel within the province than go across the border sometimes. Well, here's here's a little Cooperstown story for you. So uh, like I said, and, um, you'll, like you'll hear in the podcast, I said that I, I visited Cooperstown. Krista and I went there for our anniversary and we went there, um, our anniversary is in February. So that's like in Ottawa, like the, in the dead of winter. Um, and we rented a car um, to we, we, we went to Cooperstown and then went to New York City. So Cooperstown was the first stop. Uh, but we rented a car and the rental company gave us this little like 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 tiny like I don't even know what like you know those like small like compact tiny cars. Yeah, like my first car probably like the Cobalt. Smaller, or than smaller, that. smaller than that. Like one of those like 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 oh, like Steve Urkel's cars. car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so and without without uh, without snow tires, but it was and, and so even before we we started on the trip, a blizzard hit Ottawa, and we couldn't like even drive up a hill to get out of the city. So it took forever just to even get out of Ottawa. But eventually we made it. But there's lots of lot, lots of hills and stuff. Like like I'm pretty sure like the drive from Ottawa to Cooperstown is all uphill. But eventually we made it, and, and it was a really nice nice trip. But uh, thought I would throw that baseball story out there because. Yeah, I just remember, like, you could barely get out of Ottawa to to get to Cooperstown in this little terrible car. Well, I feel like I can barely get out of my end of the city with the construction on the highway. But that's another story, I think. So why don't we get into this week's results? Okay. I I see you have uh, some some notes in, in the brackets that actually 
probably match a lot of what I went through <laughs> with the White Sox games. Yeah. So, uh, so why don't why don't you why don't you 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 ring off the scores and I'll and I'll and I'll follow up to that. I guess. All right. So so they were off on Monday. So Tuesday they lost six to one versus the White Sox. Yeah, uh, and. I don't know about you, but I fell asleep uh, during the seventh inning while the Blue Jays were up to one to nothing. So, so when I when I went to sleep, everything was fine in my world. I I think that's probably what happened to me. Uh, I I have something some some comments on uh, these eight o'clock start times that uh, are probably going to sound familiar to yours. But yeah, I think that's I think I remember the Jays being ahead in the game and then seeing the score in the morning. Or I think Vanessa might have told me the score when when we yeah. got up. Does she like to just like wake you up with bad news? Is that how it works? No, okay. I'm usually waking up first, anyways. So Wednesday, though, um, the score was almost uh, exactly reversed. The Blue Jays won six to two, also against the White Sox. Yes. So yeah, and my 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 bracket comments were that was a fun game to watch. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just nice to see them win and and kind of keep up with these with 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 the big boys like the white Sox, which is weird because the white Sox, uh i can't remember the player name right now uh they lost their big star before the start of the season we talked about that oh, Jimenez. yeah so it, i i think a lot of people probably myself included didn't expect them to be uh as good as they're they are right now um, I I expected them to be as good as they are now. If you, if you go back and listen to the season preview, you will you will note that they were my AL, uh, my team to represent the AL in the World Series. So, well, anyways, uh, moving on. Thursday they lost to the White Sox again, five to one. Yes, and I fell asleep during the last strikeout, and I, I guess I was half asleep while typing that note. According to the um, notes. I think I fell asleep after probably around the eighth inning. After that, yeah. I was able to stay up till the eighth inning. Most of the those games. Uh, okay. Friday, they were they went to Boston. Uh, they lost six to five. Yeah, and I was like enwrapped in the ninth in, ninth inning because like that was like it was tied at that point, and and obviously the the Red Sox kind of walked it off. But Bo woke up twice during the ninth inning, so I was like, oh come on! Like obviously I'm PVRing, so I got to pause it. But it's, it's it's like suspenseful, and then like. You got to go deal with a baby who wakes up, but twice in one inning is is, is a lot. <laughs> well, I didn't watch that game at all. Uh, Friday night, I was out at softball practice, and I hit several home runs. So maybe I did better than the Blue Jays. I don't Can know. you transfer those home runs to the Blue Jays score? <laughs> don't think so. Oh. Uh, so yesterday, um, also, you know what? I have not watched any of the games this weekend. So the Blue Jays won 7-2. to two on saturday and my, my note on yesterday's game was home run offense that was my note for yesterday's game but um yeah I, I i i didn't really catch much of that game either i was we were it was like it was a weird kind of four o'clock start for the game and i yeah. i watched a bit of it while i was i got the barbecue out yesterday so i watched a little bit while i was outside barbecuing um but yeah they got lots of home runs vladdy got his 20th home run yesterday i want to say um kevin biggio got a home run as well and, and boba hit a hit a monster home run yesterday i isn't that the uh, it, yeah? I think I saw yesterday that Biggio was came off the IL. Was that yesterday or Friday? Um, I think he came off on on Friday, but it could have okay. been yesterday. I'm not one hundred percent sure. Well, that's good news. Um, and then of course today, according to the score, the Blue Jays destroyed the Red Sox eighteen to four. The score website, not just the score. Yeah. 
but also the score, according to the score of the game, they did destroy the, the, the Red Sox. You're correct. Now, if my, my comment yesterday was home run offense, what does that make today? Um, position player, poor, poor position player defense. I don't know. Defense or pitching? position player pitching? Was it eight home runs today? I something. It was. It was. It was. Uh, lots of lots of home runs. Uh, Teoscar hit two, I think. Uh, I he I heard him hit one when we were in the car on the way home this afternoon. Again, I didn't watch this but, game. But you weren't you weren't even softball. listening to the game in the car. You like you heard the home run from Boston. In the car. <laughs> that's that's further away than Toronto. Yeah. Um. And I I I forgot to update the record. What's the record now? Do you have that? Um, no, I don't have it handy. Let, let, uh, let, just keep, keep talking, and I'll and I'll and I'll check the standings really quick here. Keep talking. Stall, stall, stall. Well, all right. Well, I actually did want to mention. Okay, I got, that, I got so. it. You can stop talking now. Okay, thirty-three and thirty. Well, they're so above seven and a half games. So. What? I said they're above five hundred. Then, right? Yeah, the fact that they, yeah, the fact that they survived this week versus. Uh, Chicago and, and Boston. By the way, it's the it's the week of the hosers visiting the hose this week. Um, this so the the fact that they 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 survived relatively unscathed versus Boston and Chicago. I, off the top of my head, is that like about a five hundred record so far this week? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, five and five last ten, and they're and they're seven and a half back at Tampa. Uh, so so you know like they if they get a little bit of help, they can still um you know be competitive for a playoff spot but they need they they need some help yeah um and especially i it's it's weird i was gonna say for the white Sox game uh games i should say the the offense seemed to be coming from like they either had a solo home run or they lucked out on some defensive miscues so i'm glad that they had a better series against boston but i mean i don't think they need help on the offense side but no, 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 not at all, not at all. They 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 need, they, they need some mental help on the op- offense side, maybe. Well, no, I I think that once once uh, Springer and Kirk are are healthy, that that'll be just a you know like the 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 big like adding a, a an addition at the trade deadline without having to make any trades. All right. Well, what they need but, to do is is they they need to shore up um, the starting rotation and they need to do something about the relief pitching. Okay, so what I'll I'll say though now is if in July we are still saying when Springer and Kirk come back, or even I think Kirk is Kirk is about three or four weeks away at least. I would Anyways, say. if we're still saying that and and the Blue Jays are just around five hundred, then I think it's officially too late. Yeah, we can't well, just you know keep what? relying on players that uh, are injured. Speaking of too late, I think we're actually we're, we're officially definitely most definitely past early. We're 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 more than a third into the season already. Um, I had this in my notes, but I'll get to this right away. But um, sixty, we're we're past sixty games. Sixty games goes by really fast. I didn't even realize it does. that last last year, but it, it goes by really fast. All right. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we speed things along a little bit? Um, getting to our home runs, strikeouts, and walks. I'll, I'll go first. I, I have it ordered, actually, as walk, strikeout, and home run today because, uh, um, well, that's just the way they came to mind first. So sure. my walk was that I'm actually getting used to seeing fans in the stands. Um, and and I don't know. It's just at first, when at the start of the year, when we were seeing them play in the uh, in the with fans gradually filling up the stands and then... I think in some of the other other cities, there, there's a lot of fans in the stands now. 
Um, I, I was watching was a weird. Cubs game. I was watching a Cubs game uh, on Friday, and they're they're a hundred percent open. The sta- stadium was as at full capacity, and there it was a sellout crowd. It was it was right crazy. So, to watch. At the start of the season, it was weird to see, but now it's it kind of gradually getting used to it. And even the other night, I realized, well, I didn't even notice the coaches weren't wearing masks. Um, but I, I think that's, uh, I, I think maybe that's partly because in Ontario, at least, we're starting to see more vaccinations. Uh, you know, things are are starting to open up. Maybe it's sort of like a sign of seeing all those fans in the stands, like this is what we have to look forward to. So it's it's not so so jarring to see people sitting there without masks on. So are you saying that baseball is a metaphor for optimism? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, sorry, I need to say that in like a James Earl Jones type voice or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it's... Maybe not a metaphor for optimism if you're a fan of the Orioles. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, I could spin that as optimistic if I'm an Orioles fan, but yeah, you're right. Um, okay, so I'll go to my walk. Um, I've decided uh, su- Sundays are usually the games are, are 1 p.m. starts on Sundays for the Blue Jays. So it's basically impossible to watch them on TV with, you know, doing all family stuff during the day. So I've decided to um, listen to the visiting, t- visiting team audio feeds. Uh, for the Jay Sunday games, uh, just because it gives me uh, a different, inter- interesting perspective, um, and all, more so uh, because the the, the uh, play-by-play is tailored to the to that specific medium of, of of audio. Yeah, and actually, I had some comments about that. I almost forgot. Um, so while I was away, we didn't have a lot of access to the Blue Jays. Uh, so following along with uh, like box scores and whatnot. But there, there was one point where we were in the car listening to, uh, I can't remember which game. Uh, it, it was one of the ones I think that the Blue Jays won. Uh, was that only one game against Cleveland? I don't know. I forgot. But, uh, but anyway, uh, we were listening via Sirius XM. And, when, and this is over like the car radio. You can only get the home feed on the on the app on the internet stream so we were listening to the cleveland broadcast and uh i i thought they were really good um they were very excited about plays on both sides like mm-hmm. and they described things really well so it was it was kind of neat to to listen to uh the uh the other team's broadcast and see what maybe what we're missing a little bit for the blue jays radio broadcast yeah, and and I've, I I think I've t- I've tweeted this a while ago, but like I just don't understand how they can't make a radio broadcast be profitable because like every single thing on a baseball or sports broadcast on the radio is is sponsored is is, is you know like they they could they could call the games remotely that's fine um, but like if you if it's a matter of profit because that re- should would really be the only reason why they wouldn't be able to to yeah. do it. Um, you, you sponsor like everything, like the 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 pitching change is sponsored, the 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 the, the radar gun is sponsored. The, well, that's the, that's the thing is that in the Cleveland broadcast, they it, it wasn't just um, events in the game that was sponsored. They had like some contests that they were running. So like in the in between plays, they would say, you know, this this person from uh, somewhere in Ohio has won this random contest or something. So I don't remember, even when we had a dedicated radio crew for the Blue Jays, like that kind of thing wasn't really happening. Like you'd think that they would because they are, 
they ha- are on radio stations across the country. Like you could say, oh, uh, Joe from Saskatoon has won uh, a lifetime supply of Jack Link's beef jerky. That's a lot of jerky. I know. <laughs> uh, okay, well, my strikeout, uh, my strikeout is we were talking about uh, the Chicago games. It's the 8 p.m. starts are a double-edged sword. Uh, so we were able to, you know, go out for groceries, have dinner, catch up on some TV, all before eight o'clock, and then uh, the the other side of that. So that that's the good side, but the strikeout side is um, I f- was not getting past the eighth inning before falling asleep on most of those uh, those nights. So uh, that's that's kind of where 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 I'm at with the eight p.m. starts. Well, no, I don't mind them so much because like usually I don't get like. Like Leo and Bo don't get get into bed before like quarter to seven, so like I'm downstairs by like eight o'clock. So it lets me like because because I PVR the game, so it lets me kind of buffer the game a little bit, so I can like you know read a read read a book or do a, not really, but do a little bit of cleanup. Um, so so no, I, I don't mind that so much. Um, yeah, I'm I'm totally fine fine with that uh, with with the eight p.m. starts, I, and I think I've gone on record as being being very okay with the eight p.m. starts. Well, you you should uh, no. I was gonna say you should move to a central time zone, but that doesn't work out because there would be seven p.m. starts for you. Yes. <laughs> so. No. No. So, so it does. It doesn't work out that way. Um, I, sh- I should just I I, I should just ask um, the the baseball schedule makers just to to make it a, a a dynamic schedule that that they play games when I when I want them to. Well, you could always just record them and watch them at your leisure, and, well, and which turn is off all ex- sorts of social media, and uh, which is exactly what I do. Uh, what's your strikeout? Um, my strikeout is that the Jays need bullpen help, um, but as well, on the other hand, they also need to capitalize a little bit more with runners on base. They did so; they they yeah. did against Boston in the past couple of games, but they against Chicago they left a lot of runners on base, and 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 the loss against. Um, Against Boston in the first game of the series, they in the first inning they left the bases loaded, uh, and that was basically the the, the difference in the six to five yeah. loss. Well, and that's that's what I was saying about the series in Chicago is that they it seemed like the only way they could get any kind of runs was either a solo home run, or if uh, you know Chicago decided their uh, third baseman forgot that there was only one out and could have gone for the double play but threw somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, and but so so yeah those. But more importantly, the Jays do need bullpen help. I just feel like um, they've kind of waited too long to 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 change their plan um, or to to have a plan. I don't know. Like maybe I'm not saying that right, but like you know, through the first thirty games, their bullpen was amazing. But through the second thirty games, through the second half, like of 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 the the first little bit of the season, it has gone the exact opposite way, and they've just kind of. Oh, I, I feel like they've just kind of hoped that their arms get healthier and that they perform, but well, that's, they need to yeah, that's make, the some, make some trades and, and, and acquire some, some, some arms. Well, um, maybe one of the first things they should do is improve their starting pitching, which like if they can get longer outings from their starters, then they don't have to use the bullpen as much. I, yeah. But, but like these days organizations don't want, uh, their starters to go more than three times through the order. So that is almost like if that's their philosophy, which is fine, that's kind of tying their, their hands already right, right there. So like you, you might only get like, you, you can only count on five or six innings per starter. Yeah. Well, 
Um, home run, I actually didn't end up listing one, but I'll come up with one on the spot because I haven't been paying attention to their to the record until you just brought it up. My home run is that they are above 500, even though yeah. it seems like the last four weeks they have been playing below 500 baseball. Yeah, and, and they've got the Yankees. they got one more game against the Red Sox, and they've got the Yankees next week. Who knows which version of the Yankees we're going to see? Because uh, the Yankees are, are can be are, are having a disappointing season so far, but they can also just end up turning into the Yankees all of a sudden. So who knows how that's going to go? Um, yeah. All right. Well, what's your home run then? Well, my home run is that they have reached the eighty-five percent vaccination threshold. Oh yeah, that's right. I was going to uh, put that in my notes to ask about it, um, and then you. <laughs> Ended up sending me a screenshot already before yeah. I had the chance. Well, and, to and, and you were saying that that uh, Matt's was put on the uh, the COVID list. Oh yeah, I just got that notification this afternoon. It said that uh, he was put on the COVID related injured list due to an inconclusive test. So and so more one of the one of the competitive benefits, and I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure, but but I think this is right, um, is that um, you can take a player off of the COVID list sooner if your team has reached the 85% uh, threshold. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and not all teams have, have reached that threshold yet. Like I know like for, for example, that the, the Cubs have not, uh, I think some, the number is something like 22 out of uh, the 30 so, teams. Have so wait a second. 85%. Is it possible that the Cubs have more vaccinated fans, fully vaccinated fans than uh, players? Um, well, in, in the total number, yes, percentage-wise, most likely, yes, also. Um, no, but, but like, I just can't imagine why teams don't want to reach that 85% threshold because uh, it could be the difference in, in getting a, a playoff spot or not because you, you can you, you have more freedom. And, well, and, do, you and think, do you think that players or teams are, are just, like, afraid of, uh, of side effects from the vaccine? Like, they don't no. want to... Oh, it's not a side effects thing. I think. I think sadly, it's a it's a it's a politics thing. Uh, I, I I I think you would be surprised that how many how many uh, athletes are are more more to the to to the. I I, I don't want to like say that they're on the on the extreme of the right, but they're more to the right and to the left as far as their political leanings go. Um, so they they not many switch haters or. Uh... Or they have a heavily one-sided lineup. Yeah, no, it's important. It's a, it, well, uh, it's important in my opinion. If if we're going to go that way, it's important to have a lot of lefties in your lineup. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't want to talk uh, politics, but um, uh, so let's let's steer away from that. Um, no, I but, some... but but yeah, like the, it's just a positive that the Jays have reached that threshold. Like it's it's good. Yeah. It's also good. Like I don't think it's going to happen. But if the borders open. Uh, you know they could play in Toronto if that was an actual option. I don't. I don't think that it's. It, I, I. I don't think that they're going to play in Toronto this year. I, I yeah. Think no. Moving I the team is, of... is moving the team from from Buffalo like a third time is going to be too big of of, a, of an operation well, uh, to be able to to, to yeah. Pull off. The, I won't go into it too far because I think a lot of other people have talked about it. But yeah. Like the the problem is yes, you'd have to move everything and the, like they moved a lot of stuff like equipment from Toronto in the first place. Um, you'd have to do a lot of moving. Uh, I think even if the border was opened up, uh, the players would still probably, I think under the plan that the Blue Jays organization put forward, they would still have to be stuck in like the, the Skydome 
uh, hotel or whatever. Yeah. So they have way more freedom. Rogers Center, Buffalo. by the way. By the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they they lose a lot of the freedoms they have playing in Buffalo, um, and it's so. The other part of it is so a lot of fans I think got excited to see that the federal government loosened the res- the border crossing restrictions for the Montreal or for the Canadian hockey team. It happened to be Montreal Canadiens, but realistically, you're talking about um, a minimum of three games uh, between the between an American team. So like if. If sometimes Montreal, two, sometimes two if it's if it's the regular season or sorry baseball. Well, not often. No, but minimum not, of two games. Uh, Mac, so like because they could get the Canadians could get swept and they only get two home games. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then and then even then, there's only one more round after after this one, so they would only be playing really like two teams. Whereas the Blue Jays, there's. Uh, I don't know how many other teams that they're playing this year. It's not all 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 of the baseball teams, but like there's way more games to be played in baseball that would and more teams that would have to cross the border than more teams uh, is the, the key, hockey yeah. is the key thing there. Exactly. So I don't. Yeah, I agree. They're not coming back to Toronto this year, but uh, it is encouraging though that there was a plan put forward by a bunch of the different sport organizations. Uh, so like the blue Jays, Maple Leafs sports and entertainment, um, other organizations, uh, they want, they put forward a plan to allow fans in the stands, but, um, I don't think the blue Jays are coming back this year. And also, I I don't think that the Maple Leafs were being realistic either. (laughs) Um, well, you, you realize that includes the Toronto Raptors, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I i don't follow a lot of basketball i'm actually watching basketball on my second screen right now but i don't really i'm not following basketball this year but um uh i was gonna say uh oh yeah the uh the blue jays extended their stay in buffalo to at least july 21st but i think that's just uh um you know they're gonna keep extending it they're i hope well i i personally hope that they stay in buffalo through october <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I, I just had a couple other notes here. Um, uh, one of them was I saw uh, someone was was uh, I was talking with somebody and they had a good suggestion for the replay review. Um, what if you put a time limit on the review uh, so that if if the umpires in New York can't determine out or safe in a set amount of time, then the call in the field stands. So because. Sometimes it seems like the replay reviews take a really long time. Some of them are really short, but like, I don't know, say give them 30 seconds to a minute. If they can't sort it out within that time, then it means that like the, the call on the, on the field stays. So whether it's out or safe, it's just make it like pretty easy to determine. Um, yeah, I, I guess that could work. That's a good. That's a that's a good thought. Uh, my initial reaction was get the call right, but but yeah, give them a time limit and and uh, yeah, let, that see how, well, how that works out. Because if if it's obviously something that can be overturned, they they review it. They finish the review within like seconds, right? But yeah. if it's something that's really hard to determine from the review, whether it's it to reverse the call, then like why stay on the phone or whatever for another five minutes if if you're if you really can't tell 
in the first minute, then you can't tell. It's the yeah. end of the call on the field stands. Yeah, and and here's it's, uh, pivoting off of that a little bit. Here's a thought that I had, and I don't understand why they don't do this. Um, I think that they should have like a running clock that's 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 like synchronized on all camera angles, um, so that you can tell exactly at what like the, the timestamp of what a certain play happened. Because like a lot of the, t- the time, the confusion is like, when did this person get? tag like oh you can see you get tagged but you can't sh- see exactly if, if mm. that syncs up with the um the, the the opposite angle but if they had a synchronized timestamp on all on all camera angles wouldn't that solve some of the confusion that might help i, I thought for a second you were going to suggest a game clock like but well if but, we're talking about clocks I, th- actually, I think that i think that pitchers uh should have a time limit but that, well, that's a whole different different can of worms here, okay well i'll go there quickly so um, I've to get curling games. I, I know I've talked about curling a lot on this baseball podcast to keep the curling games within like a, a set amount of time for TV broadcasts. They have a thinking clock. So each team has a set amount of time. Does it play the Jeopardy uh, theme song? No, no, no. I can't remember what the time lengths are, but like uh, they basically have when it's uh, at the end of the other team shot to when they start deciding like where to throw the rock uh the time the clock stops when they release the rock and Mm -hmm. so like it goes back and forth sort of like i guess like chess so you Mm -hmm. could have something like uh a game clock for each team so it and it runs from uh the end of a play to when the pitcher is like to release the ball so I, I, I think that's a little uh, too structured for baseball. I I, th- I don't think I, I I I see where the, the the merits of that maybe, but I think that for baseball that, that wouldn't quite that would work. make calling time actually getting time out. <laughs> yeah, no, but like the fact that baseball, like the 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 structure of baseball is three outs, like there's it's it doesn't it doesn't work this because it, you could you could in theory have an infinite inning. Uh, and and the fact that like yeah that's, clock that's would, not always good. <laughs> well, no, a, 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 an infinite inning would not be a good thing. I agree, and, and it has actually never happened. But but I I, I think that the yeah I think that a, a pitcher pitch clock is is more the way to go. Maybe maybe just a pit, a, a total time limit for pitchers. Uh, well, that's well yeah I guess that's that's the thing is the way it works in curling is if you run out of time. Uh, you basically have to send the rock down the ice. You can't like aim it or you know decide where to put it. So that would sort of be the same thing for pitchers. Like you don't get the time to to set up your pitch if you're. Or they're, they're not allowed to use foreign substances. They just have to throw it without. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, that I don't know. I, th- I think that's. I think the replay review time limit though is a good one. Okay. Well, I'll do. I'll do my note. I mean, my 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 next note. My my, my and it's a bit of a a rant. For me, um, speaking of foreign substances, um, and and I, I on our on our Jays from Home Twitter uh, feed, I, I I sent a tweet about this. Uh, Craig Calcaterra sent has made a really important uh, uh, point, and I'll basically paraphrase it. He's basically saying that the Major League Baseball, like Rob Manfred and the owners, are happy to let players fight amongst themselves. Uh, and vilify themselves, but they're refusing to own up uh, to their own role in altering the baseball. Um, and so, and so, this kind of got me thinking that, like, 
if we're gonna like you know different eras of baseball have different names like there's the dead ball era and things like that so this this era that we're we're watching now with like the steroids and the and the doctored ball and things like that i i, I want to call it that the narrow ball era because uh rob manfred and ownerships have all have all been very narrow narrow-minded in handing handling like all the recent scandals and crises yeah, well, I, I'm not as familiar with all the ins and outs of all the scandals and and crises, except well, obviously you can't ignore the the Houston Astros, but but they it, they didn't it, handle that very well. It does no, I, I know, but it does seem to me that they are trying to be the least con- like have the least controversial solution as they can, but they don't always uh, get that. Like they make things well, more be, controversial by not acting. The, that their their vision for the game is that they're, they they can't see what's happening, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like they, they have no vision for the game, and 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 it's it's hurting baseball right now. Yeah, I guess I can't argue with that. I mean, because um, we're talking except- we're just talking about like the pace of the game. That was one one thing yeah. that 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 you know that, that they should be looking at, at tackling and, and yeah foreign substances there's so many things well the the foreign i was just going to mention about the foreign substance substances is that's one of the things that's kind of been in my peripheral like where i haven't really been following a lot because of being away from being able to watch things like they are apparently uh enforcing it but like enforcing the rule by checking the players to see if they have foreign substances but there's no punishment well, I don't. I think they they're going to be sending a, a memo to explain exactly what's going to happen, but they haven't. I don't think they've done that yet. Yeah. Anyway, that's. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you, even without knowing the full uh, the full extent of of what is going on with most of the the problems. Well, yeah, and like and 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 like we've I've railed against the fact that they 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 have the the blackouts on on MLB TV for for all the local markets they just they 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 have so many opportunities to grow the game that they they just ignore. Uh, so so let's go what do you have another note to talk about or uh it's it's a very very small note. I I did enjoy watching uh the Chicago series because I think in all three games they wore their black jersey um oh. instead of their their you know with the white top I and, think it looks I don't a little know, I just funny. Got black, the, black jersey and 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 pinstripes looks a little funny. But go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that it, it really reminded me of uh, like just the image of of Frank Thomas in a White Sox uniform. Uh, I, I think we had a, a Game Boy game, and he was on the cover, and that that's oh. what he was uh, he was wearing was his black uh, White Sox jersey. And I, I don't know, it just just seems to be like. Just seeing the black uniforms, it was maybe a little nostalgic. Well, do you know what other black jersey that uh, Frank Thomas wore? Uh, he was on the Blue Jays, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was there when the Blue Jays had yeah. that terrible black jersey. He was there like, I think like six, like not even a full season, but uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that that is the extent of my baseball notes. Okay. Well, and I'll, well, just. Uh, I've got I've got one more one more note here I guess um, we were talking about foreign substances last episode and 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 uh, if you remember uh, people listening my uh, our brother Glenn was co-hosting and he, he seemed a little skeptical that that um, that Spanish flu was one of the reasons that um, that led to the to the ban of the spitball but it has actually it has been confirmed I, I looked it up I did some I did some 
some some internet searching and uh, the MLB uh, Spanish flu is one of the factors that led to the ban of the spitball. Um, it's funny; it kind of mirrors what's happening right now. But they all, the baseball also wanted to uh, increase offense because it was that was the the end of the dead ball era, basically. Um, and uh, and excitement for the game. And here's a quote: uh, "Balls slathered with saliva," the owners noted, were not only difficult to hit; they could also spread a deadly virus. Well, I believe that's true. We have been expi- explicitly told not to uh, lick balls in softball. No, not really. But uh, <laughs> we do. Each team uses their own softball, whereas we used to. Both used this, like the home team provided the softballs to use, but now only one team, like each team has their own ball to play with. Um, okay, well, I don't think either of us did a Brewers check. Well, actually, I've got I've got a, a, a little Brewers check, and I actually watched uh, the Brewers and the Reds played a game, an afternoon game, I think it was on Thursday, and I actually got the chance to watch that because that was a 12... 30 start, and so Leo was off at Grandma Grandpa's that day, and uh, Bo and I sat and watched watched the baseball game, and it was nice. Uh, Joey Votto hit a home run that game. It was interrupted by a bit of a rainout, but uh, yeah, it was it was nice nice to watch. Yeah, but I, other than that, I'm not really sure. Like, I, I think they've jumped ahead of the Cardinals. The Cardinals have kind of hit upon some hard times. Yes, uh, the Brewers are sitting second in the NL, and the Cubs are all of a sudden sudden a good team which like last i checked they couldn't hit at all but now they're like they're like uh, the best team in the central which i don't understand how that happens so so chicago all chicago world series predict guaranteed right now i i that would be fun that would be fun i don't think it's gonna happen but that would be fun what, what would right. you call what would you call an all chicago world series uh the windy series the windy series maybe yeah that's pretty good uh the l the l l uh series because it's the I don't know that re- the L series um okay so so let's let's just um normally we do the look ahead at the we we have done the look ahead at the end of the series but I think we should uh, of the of the episode but I think we should do it at the end of our baseball talk so um let's look ahead for this week I'm just looking at my schedule right now um this week we've got one more game against Boston uh we've got a three game series uh at home against New York and then and then Baltimore is right for the picking on the weekend yeah, and uh, I kept hearing this in the Blue Jays broadcast this week. We're going to see a lot of Baltimore. That's what yes. Dan Shulman kept yes. saying. And 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 really, like as far as the Jays' overall schedule goes, like the 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 hardest part of the of the year, I think they have played already. I think like like looking just looking at, I've got the schedule for the next, for the like month ahead. They've got Baltimore, Miami, Baltimore, Seattle, Tampa yeah. Bay. That's a couple times. Baltimore, Texas. So so like you know like. They, their schedule isn't too challenging coming uh, in the weeks ahead. They've got this here Tampa Bay two more times this year. Two you know more what times. I'm looking forward to for the week ahead is that the games are back in the Eastern time zone, so I'll be able to watch my games at seven o'clock. Well, there you go. Okay, so, uh, so, all right. Well, you you mentioned uh, Joey Votto a few minutes ago, so that's a good tie-in so to our conversation with. Uh, Scott Crawford, the director oh, of operations. Right. I almost forgot and, to throw it to that interview. Okay, yeah, the <laughs> Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. We spoke to him earlier, uh, so we're just gonna. How about we drop that in right now? Drop it in like it's hot. 
All right, welcome back. We're here with Scott Crawford from the uh, Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Welcome, Scott. Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're doing great. Good. I, good. I, I'm, I'm sure uh, you're doing pretty good today, catching the uh, the, the, the Blue Jays, we'll, we'll put in, in air quotes, game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was quite, uh, quite. you know, I, I don't mind the close pitching game, but I, the blowouts are fun to watch, too. Yeah, um, I, I, I've... I said this last week, and I say this often, the, the whole cliche in baseball is you win a third of the games, you lose a third of the games. It's the middle thirds that matter. This is one of those thirds that, that you win. Like, this, this, there's no contest. This, this is one of those thirds that you win. <laughs> exactly. You know, when the uh, position players are on the mound, that uh, yeah. both, both teams know the outcome, I think, when the position players are on the mound. So Yeah, yeah. and they're lining up. Vladdy has untucked his shirt, so it's, it's official. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> you know, every, it's a signature every move. Over. Every game's over. His his shirt gets untucked. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay, so let, let's let's get into this, uh, Scott. Uh, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. What do you what do you do with the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame? Yeah, well, I do. Well, I guess I do a bit of everything. I'm the only full time permanent staff there at the Hall of Fame, and I've been there 20 years. And so it's a daily, you know, it's it's all baseball, so it's all awesome. And you know, from social media and website to booking the four ball fields we have on our 32 acre site to running the museum, dealing with artifacts. Uh, I just emailed the Blue Jays because Vladdy's getting close to setting a Canadian Blue Jay home run record. I saw your tweet there, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I can't trick you to see who it is, but uh, <laughs> Mike Saunders has 24, so Vladdy, you know, he could tie it tomorrow. You know, wow. Ah. The bat. So uh, we got to try to get an artifact from when Vladdy does it, and that's just part of what I do. That's pretty cool. You said you've been there for 20 years, so um, how how has... How has baseball changed since you've uh, been there? It's had its ups and downs. I, I mean, the uh, you know the Jays obviously struggled for uh, I'll say two decades. You know, they they had some good times after the World Series years, but uh, some rough times too. And um, it really goes with how the Blue Jays go. Um, you know, I I was a teenager in the '90s when they were winning the World Series, and and that was of course fantastic. And baseball popularity skyrocketed. Um, and then in the, uh, you know, 2015, 16, when they made the playoffs again, it was cool to wear a blue Jay shirt. You know, my kids then were wearing a blue Jay t-shirt to school and it was cool. You know, it wasn't like, Oh man, the blue Jays, mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, they're in the playoffs. They're exciting. They had, you know, Canadian Russell Martin catching and they had to get short and Batista hitting bombs and Edwin hitting the home runs. And it was an exciting time. For sure. I, yeah. I that was, um, I don't know about you, Steve, but for me, that was kind of uh, my my really re-emergence into the into uh, th- this past decade, really. But the 2015 team was like when when I really like fell in love with that team. I've got I'm, right now. I'm looking at a poster of the Jose Bautista bat flip on my wall as, as we're recording it. Um, yeah. So yeah, for me, 2015 was I was doing a lot of driving back and forth between uh, a couple of cities and. Uh, had to get uh, my car didn't have Sirius XM, uh, so I had to get it in order to actually be able to hear the games reliably when I was driving back and forth. So uh, that was definitely a fun time, for maybe, sure. Maybe now, like speak, speaking of the Blue Jays, uh, Scott, give us your um, home run, walk, and strikeouts for the Jays so far this year. <laughs> Does it matter which order I go in, or you can do oh. whatever order you want? This, you're, you're, you're the guest on the show. All right. Well, let's let's start with uh, the strikeout, and we'll go up to the really good news. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I mean everyone's been harping on the bullpen. Obviously, lately, uh, that, that's that's been struggling. Um, they they 
turning a corner a little bit. If you look at their numbers, um, there's a few guys that are struggling, but a few guys are doing really good. And, and uh, we, you don't need to mention names, but we know who's been struggling lately. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, but their, their, their pitch has been around a few years. They're, none of their pitchers are necessarily in the bullpen lights out guys that are going to, you know, have ERAs of one and, um, you know, win, a, win the uh, Rollings Relief Award. But, uh, you know, they're, they're getting, you know, they're getting around. They're, uh, you know, it's just, it comes to a head, you know, when, you know, we do it a couple games in a row, which we've, yep. we've noticed in the last uh, week or two yeah. weeks that some of them have really struggled multiple games in a row and um, they'll, they'll get out of it. Uh, Pete Walker's a good pitching coach and, and he'll, uh, he'll get them back out. Every, every bullpen goes up and down, but that's definitely the sour point right now in there. For sure. And you're... Relief pitching is very is very volatile. It can be one year it can be a a, a a great bullpen, and the next it can the same that same bullpen can just just be a lemon, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the the walk. I would say, I mean, is their their starting rotation? I mean, they have they have three quality guys in the rotation. Um, one started today, of course, and and they they but they don't have that solid four or five guy, which a lot of teams don't have. But I think you know the Jays have several. Um, prospects in the making one would start in tomorrow i believe manoa and uh of course always pearson in triple a trying to find his form again and but i think the uh you know the solid three are solid top three are pretty good but um they need some people to step up and and claim those last four or five spots if they want to compete you know get in the playoffs with the tampa bays and the well right now the red Sox are ahead of them and the white Sox and in houston and whatnot and um home run talk about home run there are eight of them today <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, two from the record. The record's ten for 1987. And uh, the unique thing for the museum is we actually have home run ball number ten in the collection, which have to be Rob Ducey's first career home run. And so, he's a Canadian, uh, right? He is. He's from Cambridge, Ontario. So, um, or Toronto, Ontario, but grew up in Cambridge. Hmm. Uh, so that was uh, kind of cool. And um, you know, their their offense. I mean, their number one offense in baseball, most home runs. I think they're second in OPS. First in slugging, um, their offense is just amazing. A couple of guys are struggling, of course, uh, but you know, with Biggio can get on base and set the tables for the top guys. Um, you know, Guriel's been up and down all season. He's fine now, but his overall numbers aren't great. Um, and of course, we could talk all day about Blatty and Bouchette and Tioscar and and Simeon at the top of the lineup. I mean, how do you get any better than those four or five guys? Well, just add in Springer and Kirk, and we've got ourselves a, a pretty good lineup there. <laughs> Yeah, imagine, I mean, Springer, you were supposed to lead, hit leadoff, score 100 runs, and hit 30 homers, and, and he's played four games. So, imagine. <laughs> Is it four? Imagine, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where would we be with him? Just think of that. So, yeah. let's get him back soon, and we can start chasing those Tampa Bay teams down. Okay, well, yeah. Why don't we uh, Why don't we talk about the, the Hall of Fame a little bit? Um, we, were, uh, we were wondering, actually, when uh, this year's inductees are going to be announced. Yeah. Well, we've had uh, a little COVID nineteen issues, of course, with everything else going on, and we didn't uh, we didn't announce a class for twenty twenty one. We haven't actually inducted the twenty twenty class yet because we announced them in February of twenty twenty, and oh. then of course everything shut down sort of March twenty twenty. Um, right. So we want to honor those guys. We're not actually going to honor them until June twenty twenty two because it's uh, it's basically the loud large crowd. Three of them live in the states. You know all kinds of things that people aren't into doing yet this year, and it's sure. uh, if you're not sure the names, I mean there are four huge names. We got Justin Morneau, one of the greatest hitters ever. 
Um, he works for the Twins, lives in Minnesota, but he's from British Columbia. Two, as big Blue Jay fans, you'll know these guys, Dwayne Ward and John Olderud. Oh, yeah. uh, going to get in the Hall of Fame. Mm. And then uh, Jacques Doucet, the announcer for the Blue Jays, or announcer for the Expos, but now he does French for the Blue Jays in Quebec. And uh, nice. so he's going to get in as well. So we've got four huge names. We're just waiting for the, <laughs> the timing to actually put them in the Hall of Fame now that we've announced them. Back yeah, for, for sure. Um, like, so so what, what, what criteria uh, makes someone eligible to get into the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame? Yeah, it's it's pretty uh it's it's not hard it's not easy to get in sorry i should say you need 75 percent of the vote there's a committee spread across canada we have 24 individuals that are spread out into media past inductees um uh historians executives so we have a whole range of of uh opinions and expertise in our in our committee uh basically if you're not canadian you have to have something sniffing the game of baseball in canada like like john olerud and Dwayne ward this year yeah two of the greatest hitters and pitchers in the history of, of Blue Jay baseball. Um, and then it's like, you can't just play a game or a year with the Blue Jays or Expos. You have to have a longevity and, and be good. Um, and then with Canadians, again, it's, it's a, it's a committee that looks at all the people, uh, people have to nominate, not people have to nominate the person to get on the ballot. And then our committee looks at them and 75% is a hard amount to get. So it's uh it's quite a process, and it does really well. We've got 133 Hall of Famers since 1983, and and uh, list of pretty good ones. Very cool. And and are they are they all um, like do are they all relate like uh, affiliated with Major League Baseball at all? Or are they from different like you know maybe Olympics or or other higher levels of baseball in Canada? Yeah, they could be. I mean, yeah, there's definitely not doesn't mean Major Leagues. Um, look, some of the guys like. Ron Stead is an inter-county pitcher. He's the only amateur player in our Hall of Fame. He pitched with London and Brantford in the inter-county league for 20 years and holds every pitching record there is. Um, you know, we have two uh, teams from Can- three teams from Team Canada in the Hall of Fame. We have the uh, two Pan Am gold medal teams from 2011 and 2015, and then the 1991 gold medal team, uh, the youth team, back when they won the World Youth Championship in Manitoba. Uh, so there's three teams in um for the for the sort of canadian amateur championships and then uh you know it's mostly big leaguers it's 70 percent canadian which is good because we're the canadian baseball hall of fame but there's definitely people that you know played in canada that deserve if you guys think about the all-time blue jay expos you, you guys could name 10 20 guys easily as uh, that yeah, are by sure. our, on yeah. our walls so yeah yeah it's, and it's 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 one of the places that I've been, I, I really want to want to want to visit the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. I've been to I've been to Cooperstown a few years ago. Um, maybe maybe you could sort of can you walk us through like the experience of visiting the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, first of all, it's in St. Mary's, Ontario, which is um, you know if you don't know Ontario at all, listeners, it's two hours west of Toronto. And, uh, but if you're in Southern, it's in Southern Ontario, so about half an hour north of London, Ontario. And it's, we have a 32 acre site. Uh, the Hall of Fame used to be in Toronto and about, and it came to St. Mary's and opened in 1998. So we've been here just over 20 years. Uh, we have a 32 acre site with four ball fields on it and a walking trail all through it. I mean, in a normal summer, we have about a thousand events on our site. Wow. In the four fields, because we go seven days a week. We have minor ball playing, we have slow pitch playing, and then we have the elite baseball, the uh, the Canadian Premier Baseball League that plays in the province of Ontario. They play every weekend 
Um, I say normal summer because last summer we had about 20% of our action on there. And this summer, we're just going to get ready, get, get going soon in the next week or so. Okay. Um, so, and then that's just outside. You go in the museum. It's a 3,500 square foot museum uh, with a research center as well. You can, uh, we have a big 10 foot screen. Uh, if we were open today, when, and we weren't because the province doesn't allow museums open yet, the, uh, uh, you can watch the game on the big screen, check out the artifacts, you know, um, go check out the research library and uh, just enjoy some great baseball history. That sounds cool. I, I when when everything opens up again, that's definitely one of my main uh, Canadian baseball uh, road trips that I'm going to do. Like, I definitely have. To, uh, I'm sure you're in the same boat, Steve. Like, got to hit up a Blue Jays game, and then why not on the same trip go to the Hall of Fame, right? Well, um, either a Blue Jays game or uh, so. You mentioned slow pitch. I play a lot of softball slow pitch around here, and um, there's a there's a a provincial tournament that uh, a, a team that we know that they go to every year. I mean, it hasn't happened the last two uh, summers, I guess, but it would, I think it's uh, not too far from St. Mary's. So that'd be kind of a cool trip. Go, go uh, sign up for a softball tournament and, and take a little side uh, detour to the hall of fame. That'd be kind of, kind of fun. Yeah. There's a huge uh, slow pitch. It's called slow pitch city, about half an hour south of the <laughs> hall of fame. And it's got, 15 diamonds and it's full every weekend again in a normal summer and um you know yeah definitely come uh, come see us if you're anywhere close to southern ontario yeah um you mentioned uh you know everything's closed right now for covid do you have like a a big event lined up for like exactly when everything's opened up like do you have something ready to go well we i mean being an indoor attraction there's still going to be limits and all that stuff we had We'd hope to be open. Um, we were going to have a showing of Larry Walker's induction mm. in Cooperstown, of course, um, the end of July, because that's when museums can open. But they just moved their induction to September and made some in-person tickets available. So that's that's fantastic. We're planning on heading down to Cooperstown now for Larry Walker's induction and on September 8th. Um, that'll be fantastic. Uh, we are planning a virtual event come the fall. Uh, we're still sort of putting the pieces together, but we haven't... Um, um, finalized all those details yet so that's something to look for sort of end of september beginning of october nice. we have a pretty cool big event on uh on uh on virtual so watch out for that and other than that we're just going to open the doors and and welcome people as much as they feel comfortable coming out this summer and and uh start planning for some events and some things in 2022 i'm looking forward to it um so we're gonna gonna hit you with a hard question here now um which uh current canadian major leaguer do you think will be the next to enter the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame? Well, um, I mean, just because he's older, I'll say Joey Votto, um, <laughs> of course. Uh, he's, you know, hopefully he plays another five years, but he's 37. And and uh, so obviously near the end tail of his career, he's, a, you know, he's not too far from getting his 2000th hit. Um, if he's healthy this year and next year, he's going to pass Larry Walker for all-time games played and all-time hits. And maybe he needs a couple of years for home runs because Larry hit almost 400 and Joey just hit his 302nd, I'll say, the other day. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, Joey's obviously a shoe-in. Um, Russell Martin retired a couple of years ago. He's a shoe-in. Uh, of the young kids playing today, obviously a lot of them are just starting their careers off with Tyler O'Neill and Mike Soroka and Josh Naylor and Cal Quantrill and on and on. Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Jays beat up on a Canadian pitcher yesterday. 
They did. We don't want to talk about poor Nick yesterday. He, uh, <laughs> the, the best way I like to see is when, when a Canadian's facing the Blue Jays that the that they would throw eight shutout innings and then the Blue Jays would win <laughs> one nothing off the bullpen in the ninth yeah. inning. So yeah. um, that didn't happen for Nick yesterday. He's having a good year. He's pitching lots with Boston, so that's that's great. Um, but and who are the uh, brothers here for those Canadians? Who are the, you know. is there, who are the brothers? There's one on, on, on the Padres and one on the on, on Cleveland. Who um the, the names? One's yeah, a, one's Josh, like, uh, they're both in Cleveland now because Josh Naylor oh, uh, Naylor yeah. Cleveland last year. Yeah. Um, two brothers that are first round draft picks, like two years apart or three years apart. So <laughs> talk about some good baseball in that bloodline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where where did they? Do you know where they like grew up and trained? Yeah, in Mississauga, Toronto area. Okay, and, and is that is that a pretty strong? Because I know, like, usually it's Quebec and, and BC, but is Mississauga kind of on the upswing as far as as far as uh, producing some major league talent? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the whole Toronto area is. I mean, you got uh, Tyler O'Neill from British Columbia, but in sort of in the Toronto Ontario area, you got Cal Quantrill from Paul, Paul Quantrill's son, um, and then you got the Naylor brothers uh, that are that are sort of leading the charges. Bo is a couple years away; he's just in Double A for Cleveland, but Josh is playing every day for Cleveland right now, and. Um, you know, yeah, definitely Ontario, BC, and Quebec are the three main provinces. But again, you got Mike Soroka, who's the ace of the Braves when he's not hurt. Uh, <laughs> he's from Alberta, so um, baseball talent definitely spread across the country. Yeah, and and Marlins, another guy like I, I don't know why, it just it popped into my head. They got a guy named Zach Pop out of out of Brampton. Like Southern Ontario was a bit of a hotbed uh, in general. So yeah. It is, and we just got uh, Zach's hat from his big league debut oh, cool. on the mail, so uh, I was pretty cool. And again, the players are great um, to us. You know, we always call them up, or well, we go through their teams because that's how the teams prefer it. Even though we're in contact with a lot of them, and and uh, we just get, um, you know, that's how we built our collection in the museum. It's it's cool current stuff today for the current Canadians that kids come in the museum, or or people like you and I go in the museum and we see current stuff. But of course, it's important for the future. Um, to preserve the preserve the preserve the past, so in the future we can see what happened in the in these years. Yeah, for sure. Good. Yeah, well, I think I think that that kind of ties it up pretty nicely. That that that, like I said, I'm I'm really excited to 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 visit the Hall of Fame when when things reopen and we're able to do a bit more traveling. But uh, yes, yeah, Scott, thanks thanks for joining us. Uh, you are actually I don't I don't know if you know this, but you're the official first guest of Jays from home. We've never had, um, we've had guest hosts, but we've never had an actual uh, guest from the baseball world. So, so you have the honor uh, and, and the answer for a trivia question of being the very first guest on Jays from home. <laughs> Perfect. I'll go down in history. That's fantastic. Exactly. We'll add you to our hall of fame. Uh, Actually, I, I just thought of, of one more question. Cause uh, it just popped in my head when you mentioned you got the, the the hat from uh, from the first game. Do you have to fight the uh, Cooperstown for some uh, memorabilia at all? We uh, a little bit. I mean, they really care when it's obviously a major league record. Um, you know, when Joey Votto uh, hit his 300th career home run uh, a month ago because he got hurt, he was hurt for broke his finger. Um, you know, the Cooperstown's starting to pay attention to him because he's his great career. Um, he doesn't necessarily have Cooperstown numbers yet, but obviously he, he's closing a few more really good years. But really, that that home run was uh, Joey wanted to keep some stuff, which I don't blame him. And it's always players <laughs> first. It's your stuff. So as much as we want it, I totally understand if a player wants to keep it. And then the Reds Museum, who have a great museum. If you're ever down in Cincinnati, check out the Reds uh, Museum. Um, they got his jersey. And uh, again, of course, I want his jersey for our museum. 
but Iglant is being preserved in a proper museum for the future. That's that's uh, that's good in my mind. And then uh, we're getting some stuff um, from his home run too. Uh, the Reds have put aside to us and are mailing to us. So nice. uh, we're, we're we'll be in competition, you know, for Joey stuff, you know, with Cooperstown soon, and and uh, but not uh, not yet. <laughs> Amazing! Thanks again so much for for joining us. It was this was a really fun uh, fun fun baseball talk. So uh, yeah, hopefully um, you are the first of many uh, future guests on uh, on Jays from Home. Yeah, for sure. Call. Uh, I'd love to be on guest another time. So give me a shout, and we can we can talk baseball later in the season, or and uh, talk more Hall of Fame too. Most definitely. Sure. And we're back. That was that was a great talk, wasn't it, Steve? Yeah. It uh, it was actually a really fun talk. Uh, I found out some things I didn't know about the Hall of Fame, uh, which is a lot because uh, I've never looked them up before. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was, uh, yeah, and it, it's fun. Like that, like like we said before, um, they are the first ever guest on uh, Jays from Home, so it's it's pretty cool to to, to talk to um, other people other than my relatives about baseball. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Why don't we get to our personal stuff since we're at the end of, of the show? Yeah, okay. So let's get to the uh, notes from wives. So first off, um, did did Vanessa listen to the podcast last week? Did your wife listen to the podcast? Uh, no, it was only me. Only you? Okay. Um, Krista wanted me... Uh, last week, Glenn was talking about uh, lawn mowers and the uh, Rube Goldberg devices we were talking about. Um, so Krista wanted me to mention that... Uh, Sorry, something really loud happened upstairs. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, Krista wanted me to mention that uh, she mowed the lawn once already this year. Once. So does that? So I, I extrapolating that that means that uh, your lawn has only been mowed once because you probably haven't done it. I have not done it. <laughs> I did mow the lawn last year. Like if Krista is mowing the lawn one time, I don't know if it outweighs the like billions of times that i've mowed our lawn also and and you you can attest to this we've also both mowed our parents lawns many many a time so so her one mowing of of, no well not that would actually make things probably go a lot quicker but yeah you're right um her one mowing of our lawn does does not even out the uh many other instances in which we have mowed other lawns (laughs) all right uh, okay, well, uh, home runs. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll start again. I had my second COVID vaccine dose last Tuesday. And uh, again, as with the first dose, I had no side effects. So that's... Well, well, easy, which which one did time. you get? I forget. Pfizer. Okay. Both times. Okay, cool. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and get... I got the AstraZeneca and I'm going to try and get a different one because they say that if you have... Like if you mix and match, you get a little bit better... Uh, better immunity or whatever against it yeah actually in as as speaking of uh, astrazeneca is uh they are increasing or decreasing the time between second doses for people who got yeah no i i I think i can uh move up my uh second dose as early as friday and and speaking of second doses chris has got her second dose on uh rescheduled uh, and moved up for for monday so that's pretty good nice and uh and our dad uh is getting his next week second on uh, yeah father's day on father's day so that's that's a good father's day day present a a needle in the arm what's your home run 
Uh, my home run is that I bought new running shoes. I, 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 I log a lot of kilometers, uh, on my feet and yeah, I, <laughs> I think I, I, I should be buying, uh, shoes more often than I do. Uh, cause they, I, I, the, they, I, I kill my shoes. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'd be curious the exact total of kilometers that I have logged in, in my last pair of running shoes, but yeah, I got a nice new, uh, fancy bright, uh, pair of running shoes. Uh, yeah. So uh, they're, 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 they're nice. They're fun. They make uh, me run I faster. I don't think I've gotten any new sporting equipment since last year. Last year we bought two new composite bats for softball, but that's, that's the last, uh, sporting equipment that, uh, that we bought. I've, we bought some running shoes or sort, I don't know if they're technically running shoes, but they're that type of shoe uh recently but i don't use them to run so what do you use them for like like cleaning the walls <laughs> well i walk in them but i don't go running is what i'm saying so if they're running shoes they're not being used to their proper purpose well you could walk uh, at a brisker pace maybe <laughs> um speaking of walk my walk uh it's not really i i wouldn't really classify this as how we normally uh, use the the walk for our uh, podcast, but uh, just that Ontario entered step one of the reopening plan, uh, which is which is great. But I just hope that it's not going to happen. But I hope that they they open step two before July because that would mean we'd be able to play softball games instead of just practice. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that you're just practicing. Like, I, well, I guess that's the sort of the the neutral because you're practicing for for games that you won't potentially be able to play. Yeah, well, <laughs> it no. Actually, you know what? Technically, because of the the regulations, we are training, not practicing. We're not allowed to practice according to the step one rules, but we are allowed to train. That makes it sound more serious, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I okay. I, I, I did hit uh, I did hit several home runs on Friday night, uh, but I I did not. Were they over the fence to... home runs, or did were they legged out home runs? Over the over the fence, so they didn't do any running the bases. I actually hit uh, on the field that we played on. Take advantage of those new shoes. No, I wear cleats. Oh, uh, and they're not new. No, on the field that we played on, there's two diamonds uh, side by side, and I hit two of them over the fence into the other diamond. So that was fun. Do you worry that you're going to hit another player if they're training in the other diamond? No, because there wasn't anybody on the other diamond. Has it ever been close? Uh, has it ever been closed? Like, ha, ha, no, ha, has it ever been like a close call where you've, where you've almost hit another? Oh, player? not me. I'm sure other people have. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so and I was just going to say this afternoon, I did not hit any home runs, but we also were on a field that didn't have a fence, so it's kind of harder to judge. I see. Okay, well, I'll go to my my walk. Um, um Friday night in my house, if you follow me on Instagram, is is pizza night. Every Friday, I post a picture of our pizza, um, and I just thought I would uh, talk about Leo's uh, pizza preferences because um, he likes his pizza without toppings. But like when I when I make pizza, Leo Leo kind of sits on the counter and helps out. He eats all the toppings before they go on the pizza. Like he eats the cheese before it goes on the pizza. He eats the the pepperoni the the vegetarian pepperoni before it goes on the pizza. So just um, he he just eats the crust without any sauce. Well, like yeah, like when when it, when the pizza comes out of the oven, um, he makes me take the cheese off of the pizza. But he eats all those toppings before they go on. So it's kind of like a like like a 
a reverse process as far as as far as the, the pizza eating goes. Very odd. Yeah. So that's 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 my walk for the week, Leo. Leo, I guess I guess Leo eats pizza backwards. Is this is, is what happens? Isn't wasn't that a a Pizza Hut commercial when they introduced stuffed crust? They had uh, people starting to eat their pizza slices backwards. No, no. Well, no. That's that, that's that's eating it crust first. Eating it backwards means that he he eats the the toppings before it's cooked. Like, just because you turn your pizza around doesn't mean you're eating it backwards. It means you're eating it wrong. Um, but 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 he eats the the top the uncooked toppings, and then he like I guess maybe if he, if he shoved flour in his mouth, which he has been known to do, that would even like make it even more perfect when we were making the, the dough <laughs> itself. But but yeah, he'll he'll eat the uncooked uh, toppings before it goes onto the pizza. So that's that's uh, that's eating it backwards. Well, uh, I don't really have a strikeout this week. I guess technically. Uh, we had some trouble cooling down the house uh, for the first few days uh, when it was like oh, above 30 degrees outside. But yeah. we did finally figure it out by uh, adjusting our air conditioning units the proper way because uh, we don't have central air. We have two portable units and one window unit. But once we had that all figured out, uh, the house has been really comfortable. Well, that's good. And also the it's gotten cooler too. That helps, but uh, yeah. figuring it out for the next heat wave is good. Yes. Um, okay, so my strikeout is um, also concerning my my new running shoes. It's breaking in the new running shoes. Um, so when I, you know, it's always important. People who are, are, are avid runners out there, are like if you're gonna, if you buy a new, a new pair of shoes, you don't like, and you, you've got like a big race coming up or whatever. You don't you don't wear those new shoes. Uh, to the race you got to kind of like break them in a little bit um so i was trying to do that um and it was during the week of the heat wave so kind of that in itself kind of slowed me down a little bit i couldn't run as far as i normally could because it was so hot so i did i guess over three runs i i, I did end up really kind of breaking them in um so my first run i did a, I did a 5k and that was i think maybe the hottest day out of all of it i think it was like a mo- on monday last week um and i developed a blister uh, on on my heel because that's like right where like it kind of rubs up against the shoe, um, and then I couldn't put any weight on my left foot for about ten to fifteen minutes after oh, after minutes. running. I thought you were gonna say days. That's no, uh, no, ten to, that's that, quite that the would, blister. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, no, the that the, that's an injured list stint. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The 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 weight on my left foot isn't a blister thing. It's a, it's me having flat feet things and getting used to shoes. Um, so like I couldn't actually like put my like if i if i tried to like walk on with my left foot it actually like just like would like send like pain up the middle of the entirety of my foot not not a blister thing um so that was run number one run number two um i i upped it a little bit it was still a pretty hot day uh but i got up to 7k um and i put a band-aid on my blister but that pretty much fell off immediately um and then it, it 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 proceeded to bleed all over the shoe so that meant that i definitely couldn't uh return the shoe which you know it just added a new color to your colorful shoes so exactly exactly yeah so 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 um and i developed another minor blister below the first blister but i could actually walk on put weight on my foot after after that run so that, that that i guess um a push to a positive as far as the results from that shoe 
Um, and then run number three, I managed to make it up to 11k. I planned to go a little bit further, but Leo did not had a meltdown in this drawler and did not want me to go any further than we went. So we did an 11k, and I, I taped up the blister pretty well. I got some like gauze tape, and I don't know if this is. Uh, too much information or whatever, but I th- I use that that tape. I, I, if you run long distances, uh, you you get nipple chafing. So I used to use that that tape to tape up my nipples, but I uh, but I don't I don't have to worry about that so much because I found the right workout wear or whatever. But I taped up my 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 heel pretty well on that one, um, and it, and it held up. Uh, it didn't get in the way, and no 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 pain in my foot afterwards so so I, it's it's now officially broken in run number three i use my nipple tape on my heel so there you go i i think that is too much information anyway <laughs> um all right I, I don't have any more updates i already talked about softball i i i intend this year to keep track of my batting statistics um but since we won't be playing probably until july that'll have to the the second update will have to wait Okay, well, and I've I've got some uh, another other notes. I didn't know where to put this, and I, I think that you'll maybe have some input on this one. But uh, the other day, I was watching Karate Kid Part Two, and I have a few questions about about it. Um, I noticed some kind of I don't know uh, continuity issues. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, but my question is, how did Daniel get a seat beside Mr. Miyagi on the plane when he bought his ticket at like the very literal like last minute? Well, I don't have an exact answer, but especially in the 80s, uh, I think uh, in the States, air travel is a very loose system. Um, as as you'll note, uh, people seem in the movies seem to be able to cancel flights and get on planes at a moment's notice without any kind of consequences or worry about uh, cancellation fees that I don't think they have the same problems in the u.s about flights that we do in canada because i think there's competition and that that makes a difference okay okay um and are you caught up on the karate kid netflix series just curious no i never watched it okay because my this is kind of maybe a little bit of a spoilers to that but my question is um did the hurricane hasten gentrification on okinawa or was it sato that's my question, uh, uh, but I guess you can't really answer right. that question because you haven't seen the series. But uh, in 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 the third season of of the Karate Kid Netflix series, um, Daniel visits Okinawa, and it's like basically like 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 Tanger outlets in, here in Ottawa. Uh, no, I have not seen it, so I'll okay. So I'm just wondering, was it the hurricane, or did, or did Sato kind of like go back on his like capitalist uh, nature and, and and just turn and turn the city into 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 what into gentrification land? I don't know. Okay, so those are my questions. That's that, that's all for Karate Kid Part Two. Um, and finally, um, so 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 last week, uh, our brother Glenn went on a rant about the the the, the water quality. Uh, in the city of Ottawa, in which which we live, um, so uh, yeah, I decided to retire my Brita water filter jug. Uh, how about you? Did you do the same, or are you are you sticking with with yours? No, I use it. I, I understand what Glenn is saying about the quality of the water, but uh, there is a a slightly different taste to filtered water. When it's sitting in the fridge, and uh, also SodaStream and Keurig both recommend using filtered water. So, so, but are you? Does that mean that you're like an Ottawa uh, water denier, Ottawa water quality denier? No, I I drink water from the tap all the time. Okay, but one of the one of the sources. 
Okay. 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 So, so if you're, if you're, if your soda water suggests it, I guess you got to follow the rules. Um, one uh, side effect from, uh, and I think it's, it's it's over now, but like for the first few days after getting rid of the gigantic uh, Brita water jug, is I, I was getting like uh, phantom Brita Brita water filter jug uh, symptoms, where like I would like go into, I would, I would get want to have some water, and I'd reach into the fridge and expect there to be a giant jug there, and when it's not, do you do you start just running the tap? trying to fill something and then you realize you're just running water for no reason. Yeah. And then, and then like the fact that the tap's running, it kind of hides my tears as well. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I have no issues using the, the Brita jug. Uh, I had no issues before you started talking about it. So, uh, I, I'm, uh, if you don't want to use it, then that's your personal decision. Well then going forward, like I probably won't have any, well, I definitely won't have any more Brita filter updates. What about so? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to be in charge of the filter updates, or do you want? Do you want to uh, retire officially? The uh, I, I'm good to retire it. I, I would rather raise it to the rafters. Softball progress. Okay. All right. So that that was that was the final final uh, Brita filter update. There we go. Okay. So I think that that's that's everything. I don't have anything else that I need to say. We did the, we did the Blue Jays update. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and if you want to know what the week ahead has in store, uh, rewind before the interview with uh, Scott Crawford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> follow, follow us uh, on Twitter at Jays From Home, which is mostly Matt tweeting things because I don't log into it all that often. Okay, it's a pretty interesting uh, feed. And, and tell your friends, tell your friends, tell tell right. tell tell your acquaintances, tell your peers, tell your your strangers. All right, well, that's it for for this week, then. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.